بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وكفى وسلاما على عباده الذين استفى اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما خلقت الجن والانس الا ليعبدون سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلاما على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ That verily I did not create the jinn or humanity except that they should worship me. So in this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually has revealed to us the maqsad or the purpose of creation of each and every one of us that we were created and designed and we were given the gift of life and breathe into existence for the sake of his ibadah, for the sake of worshipping and knowing and recognizing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one, when we think about practicing Islam in the modern world, what we have to do is look back and see are there any lessons from the way that our early Muslims practice Islam? Is there some essence to their ibadah? Is there, essence, is there some essence to the nature of their obedience? that can give us a lesson uh, today in this world. And the Prophet Muhammad what he did is he won over the hearts of people through his akhlaq, through his characteristics. And this is why in the Quran Allah SWT said, وَإِنَّكَ عَلَى خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ That verily we have sent you down, we have created you. Uh, indeed you are upon an azim khuluk, you are upon a great and manifest attributes and character. And in fact, uh, it's said about the Prophet ﷺ that فُتِحَتْ مَلْمِدِينَةُ بِالْأَخْلَاقِ That the Prophet ﷺ conquered Medina through his character. In other words, you have Fatimakkah. Fatimakkah took place later in the life of the Prophet ﷺ. After he migrated to Medina, then he went back and they actually had to enter Makkah Makarma with an army. Although there was no bloodshed, there was no battle, the people of Makkah Makarma surrendered. However, they say that prior to Fatimakkah, there was something called Fatimadina. Futihatil Madinatu bil akhlaq that the Madina Manawra was conquered, was fatah, was captured by the akhlaq of the Prophet Muhammad In other words, it was his character, it was his nature that attracted the people of Madina Manawra to accept Islam, to invite him and all the Sahaba to come to give them houses, to give them shelter, to give them everything, to open up their city to Islam and to the Prophet of the time. All of this was simply because they were so impressed by the character of the Prophet ﷺ. In other words, what we're doing here is we're looking at how is it that the people of Medina Manawra came to ibadah? How is it that they entered the state of worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which Allah has mandated? What the Sahaba Quran had, they had the tarbiyah of the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. Tarbiyah in Arabic is, comes from the same root word as rub which means they had his training, they had his upbringing, they had his guidance. And after so many years, right, after about thir- 10 or 13 years, the Prophet founded this community at Medina Manawra. However, what was the state of the Sahaba? The Sahaba were people who would say, Sami'u wa ati'u, that we would listen and we would obey. In other words, whenever the Prophet would say something to them, or whenever he would recite a verse to them, or whenever he would say a hadith to them, they would listen to it and they would obey immediately upon listening. And that is in direct contrast to the way we understand Islam today. In other words, the reason the Sahaba were able to become people of ibadah, people of worship, 
is they listened and they obeyed. But what we do is we listen to something and then we analyze it. We use our analytical capability. We use critical thinking. We use logic. Uh, we use rationality. We assess what we've heard through reason. We try to assess a verse of the Qur'an through reason or we even assess the hadith of the Prophet through reason. And if that verse or that hadith passes through all of these tests of critical analysis, of logical thinking, of reason and rationality. And secondly, then we will see if that verse and hadith is applicable. If we can do it, if it's easy for us to do. If we can fit that in in our lifestyle without any meaningful or sacrifice. If any verse or hadith passes all of these tests, then we're also willing to be people of ati'u that we're willing to obey. So that was the fundamental difference between the Sahaba and us. Right? That they didn't subject the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the teachings of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to such rigorous tests before they decided to follow it. They were simply people who said, we hear and we obey. And the Ta'bin actually, if you look at what they've been named, they have exactly the same attribute. That they followed, they did ittiba, they followed the Sahaba. They had itimad, they depended upon the Sahaba, they relied upon the Sahaba. They trusted the Sahaba. They wouldn't go to a Sahaba and say, logically prove to me that you heard this from the Prophet ﷺ. Prove to me that this book that you've given me is the Qur'an that you claim that you heard from your Prophet. They realized that they needed to emulate the Sahaba in the same way that the Sahaba were people of we hear and we obey. Similarly, we have to follow that aspect of the Sahaba. We have to do ittibab, that aspect in them. And we also have to simply hear and obey. So in other words, there's a difference between a hukam, a commandment of the religion, and the hikmat or the wisdom behind that commandment. And in fact, when all of us, when we accept Islam, more often than on Pakistan, uh, there's a sort of long series of phrases that we say. And one thing that we say is وَقَبِلْتُ jamia ahkamihi That we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. أَمَنْتُ بِاللَّهِ kama huwa That I believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as He truly is. بِأَسْمَائِهِ In all of His names. وَصِفَاتِهِ In all of His attributes. وَقَبِلْتُ And I accept jamia in entirety. ahkamihi All of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's commandments. That's the first step. In other words... When we say that, what we learn from this is that Iman itself, the first step when you enter Islam, and when you profess Iman, that first step means that you're willing to accept all of Allah SWT commandments. Prior to analyzing them, prior to assessing them, prior to understanding them, prior to rationalizing them. And this is again, I mean, sometimes what I, I've told some of you before, this is exactly what Abu Jahl and Abu Lahab understood. They knew that if we accept Islam, accepting Islam means that you accept all of the commandments of Allah and all of the teachings of the Prophet Muhammad Wasallam, And that's why they didn't accept it. They knew the sacrifice it would entail. That's why it says in the Qur'an al-Kareem about them and other unbelievers of Makkah Makarama and Medina Manawra, يَعْرِفُونَهُ كَمَا يَعْرِفُونَ أَبْنَاءُهُمْ That they recognize you, my beloved Messenger of as well as they recognize their own children. In other words, they have intimate knowledge of the truth of your prophethood. They know that you are as-sadduq al-ameen, the true and the trustworthy one. However, they also actually, the kuffar of Makkah were people of Marafa. They had intimate knowledge, they had insight. They knew that Iman meant to accept every single hukum of Allah and His Messenger. And that they knew accepting every such hukam would entail sacrifice, would entail change. 
would be a revolution would fundamentally alter the state of their being as individuals, as families, as a society, as a culture. And therefore they made the conscious decision not to accept Iman. And then you have other people. You have an unbeliever, a Jewish rabbi, Abdullah ibn Salam, radiallahu anhu, who was sent by the Jews to go and ask the Prophet several questions. And he went to the Prophet and simply upon looking at him, he accepted Iman. And when the, his, his fellow rabbis found out, they said that, well, you know, we sent you there, we sent you to ask him questions, we sent you to trap him, using certain verses of the Torah to con- try to confuse him. And you've come back and you've actually accepted his prophethood. And he said that, you know, the second 